Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. All right, and uh, all those that are connected online, thank you so much for taking the time to really be a part of what's going on here at Numa. I really believe that you guys are our extended family. We bless you guys and pray that today the Holy Spirit would speak to your heart in a mighty way. I want us to give a shout out to Pastor Max for starting out this series last week. I don't know where Pastor Max is. I think, oh, he went to pray for the children next door. But hey, Pastor Max did an amazing job to start off in a series called frequency. Can we say frequency? All right. That's what we're talking about. That's the title of the series that we started, Frequency. All right. And when you think of frequency, all right, usually what comes to mind, especially with uh, uh, the ones that are older, you know, maybe you think about a radio, maybe you think about a TV, or you even think about, you know, like a walkie-talkie and the importance of being tuned in to the frequency, all right, that is being transmitted. And why do we want to be tuned in? Because we want to be able to receive everything that is being transmitted and that's given out to. I remember back in the days, man, we used to have a TV at home, all right? It was a 13-inch TV. It was one of those first colored TVs. It was so small. It was in, in, in my parents' bedroom. And I remember that it used to have two antennas on the top. You know, and then a third antenna that was like a little round one. I don't know how many of you guys remember. You're going to reveal your age if you do. Hey, hey, Pastor, I remember, all right? And I remember sometimes I was trying to watch Tom and Jerry, my favorite cartoon growing up, you know? And all of a sudden, the screen would just start flipping. You guys remember that? All of a sudden, it was like flip, flip, flip. I'm like, I had to get up and get the antennas and start like moving it in the right direction. Sometimes I had to like tilt the whole TV, you know? And then put the antenna like backwards and like, and if somebody would walk in and like move by the TV and the TV would move like, oh man, you guys remember that? Some people like PC, uh, sounds like a nice story. You know, today you just turn on cable TV and just flip the channels. You don't have to worry about none of that. Man, we had it hard growing up with those TVs. And then one of the things that I wanted for Christmas that I wanted my parents to give me were walkie talkies. And I remember that I, it was a bunch of us in the neighborhood, and we would be with, with the walkie-talkies, and we were, like, playing war and getting on the floor and crawling and all that. And we would try to get, what, in the same frequency so that I could hear what the other guy was saying. And whenever you were not in the same frequency, you couldn't connect to the other person no matter how close they were. Now, you might be thinking about that, like, Pastor, you know, the walkie-talkie and the game, you know, all that. But you know that those are still used today by first responders, by policemen. You imagine how difficult it would be if there would be an emergency and they wouldn't be able to connect because they would be in the wrong frequency. So today, I'm here to tell you that God wants to connect with each and every one of us in this room or watching through that camera. He wants us to be able to connect with what he wants to talk to us. You want to know something? God wants to speak to each and every one of us here. But sometimes we got that wrong frequency. We don't have, you know, the right antenna. We don't have the right connection. And we miss out. And it doesn't matter how close we are. If we're not in tune, you know what? We're going to miss out. I just had a flashback 
you know, when I started working in church, one of the things that they gave me was a Nextel radio. I don't know how many of you guys remember those Nextel radios. You know, and they're just like, and you could be like doing whatever. And all of a sudden, come in, come in. I'm like, no, I can't come in right now. You know, it's like, oh, it's like not, you know, not opportunistic, those, those, those radios that were there. So in this series, what are we going to talk about, Pastor? We're going to talk about the voice of God. Say with me, the voice of God. Okay, we're talking about hearing what he's saying, how to listen, and how to obey his voice. Because he wants to speak to us. That's the reason, guys, of prayer. Prayer is a communication between us and who? And God. Is our line, okay, of connection with God is the reason, okay, listen to this. The reason why we pray is to listen to God's voice. And that we can align our lives to that voice. And that through prayer, we can bring heaven to earth and say, Daddy God, what is your will for this situation? And once you know it, man, you start praying that. Say with me, frequency. Frequency. So I don't know which is the best way that describes you about hearing the voice of God, but I have a couple of, you know, I wrote down a couple of things here, statements. And maybe you fall into one of these. But for example, there might be people here watching today that say, you know what, I feel like I hear God and I know what he wants me to do. There could be other people that say, I feel like God is trying to communicate with me, but I don't understand them yet. Yet others might say, I am afraid to hear God's voice. I don't think God has anything to say to me. I think God only speaks to some people. I've had people come and tell me, oh, you know, God only speaks to the pastors, and he's not going to come and speak to me. I think God only talks to me when I'm good. Others say God used to talk to me, but for some reason, he doesn't do that anymore. And then yet others say, I've never thought about God talking to me, but I am excited to learn. So I don't know where you fall within these categories right here, but I'm sure today's message is going to help you. The title of today's message is, He Speaks to Me. Say that to the person next to you, He Speaks to Me. Oh, He speaks to us. He speaks to each and every one of us that are here. And that leads me to this question. Is a question that I've been hearing this whole week. This whole week. You know, last week Pastor Max was preaching and I was hearing him because actually at this time I was driving from Orlando to Tampa to go and lead that service. And then we drove back from Tampa to Orlando to lead the service in the evening. But as I was in the I-4, I was listening and I was like, man, I'm up next. I'm up next after Pastor Max. I'm going to be up there. And I felt the Holy Spirit started to speak something in my heart. And that that the Holy Spirit started to speak to me was something that was so strong. And he kept asking this question. What is the sound of the voice of God? What is the sound of the voice of God? That's an important question. What is the sound of the voice of God? Because in the Bible, we see, you know, many ways in which the voice of God is manifested. For example, when you read the whole story of Moses and the children of Israel in the desert, the voice of God was like thunder. The people heard thunder and the people got scared. 
when God spoke, they, they actually told Moses, Moses, listen, we see these lightning bolts and these clouds and all that on top of that mountain. Moses, why don't you go up there and you listen to what he has to say and then you come down and you tell us because that's scary. And some people, you might think, for God to speak to me, that's scary. What is he going to tell me? So some people in the Bible heard what? They heard thunder. All they heard was that noise. Others in the Bible heard a voice that came from within a fire or a storm. When you read the book of Job, God shows up in a storm. And from within the storm, there's a voice that comes out. Other times in fire, the voice of God would come out. In the New Testament, they said that the voice of Jesus is like many rushing waters. I remember some years ago, I stayed in a hotel in Niagara Falls. And from my window, I was literally like on a 19th floor. And from my window, I could see the falls right in front of me. But not only did I see it, I heard them. It was so powerful. I had never heard water like that. You know, when you're home and, you know, somebody goes to the bathroom and just like, turns on the shower before, you could be in the room getting ready while the water's getting hot and you hear that. Well, this Niagara Falls was insane. We were inside our room. We were all talking and everything. And you just heard like, like that. And I was like, oh my God, I've never heard water so powerful in my life. Actually, I told my, we got into the room, it was like 11 something at night. I was like, hey, I, I got to go out there. I don't care, whatever. I need to go and just stand there because I need to see this sight for myself. And as I was standing there, I remember when it says that the voice of the Lord is like many rushing waters. I was like, oh man, that's powerful. That's crazy. Then other times in the Bible, the voice of God came like a still small voice, like a small whisper. It wasn't loud. It was just something that it was very small. That's the way that he came to Elijah. So what is the sound of the voice of God, church? Well, to me, it's funny because to me, a lot of times it sounds like my own voice. A lot of times the voice of God is in here. And it sounds a lot of times like my own voice, but it's a voice that comforts me. It's a voice that encourages me. It's a voice that tells me, to trust is a voice that goes completely against my way of thinking. It's a voice that usually will challenge me to do something that seems completely impossible. What is the sound of the voice of God? What is the sound of that voice? Well, today with this message, I want to answer two questions. Number one, what is the sound of the voice of God? And two, once I identify that, what is he telling me? What is he telling me? What does he want to say to me? Okay, so to answer the first question, what is the sound of the voice of God? I want to go to the story in the Bible of a young man named Samuel. And the Bible says that Samuel's mom, whose name was Hannah, she was barren. She couldn't have children. And she would go, and every year she would go to the temple. You know, you were supposed to go to the temple once a year and present your sacrifices and all these things and ask for forgiveness. And the high priest would go and present those sacrifices to God, and you were forgiven. And she would go every year, but every year she would tell the Lord, Lord, I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. I don't know if you've ever been at a point that you want to have a kid. Julie was up here a couple of weeks ago, and she shared her testimony. 
of how God gave her that opportunity, and that was so powerful. So Hannah would go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to have a baby, and she couldn't conceive. And the priest one day saw her praying, and he even thought that she was drunk. He goes, this lady's out here, her, she's mumbling and all this, this lady's drunk, and she goes, I'm not drunk. I'm actually praying to God, and I'm asking God that he would hear my cry, and I would become pregnant, and I would have a baby. And you know what happened? The Bible says that the Lord heard her and opened her womb, and she gave birth to a son named Samuel. The, the name Samuel means the Lord hears. That's what the name Samuel means. And because God did that for her, you know what she said? Lord, I am dedicating the son to you. He's going to be dedicated to your servant. So since he was a little guy, since he was a little guy, she took him to the tabernacle and assigned him to the priest, the one that she thought was drunk, and she left him there to serve God the rest of his life. And she would go once a year and take him a little tunic, you know, to dress him and stuff like that. But she knew that that son was dedicated to the Lord. So this story about Samuel is so powerful because even his name, meaning the Lord hears, right? And then we go to 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you have your Bible, we're going to put it behind me here. 1 Samuel 3 verse 1. Okay, we're going to read a couple of them. Okay, we're going to go from verse 1 to 11. You guys here with me this morning? All right, it says this. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Okay, he was a little guy. Maybe eight, nine, ten years old, and he was already ministering to God under Eli, which was the high priest. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. So in other words, the voice of what happened to the voice of God? People were not hearing it. They had lost frequency with the voice of God. They couldn't connect with him. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. That ark is where the presence of God rested. Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and he lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling as the other times before. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. So you read this story, and you're like, man, that's a crazy story for a seven, eight, or nine-year-old to go through, you know, and to live. 
This is so powerful because this is Samuel's first encounter with God. This is his first encounter. This is the first time that Samuel hears the voice of God. And when God calls Samuel, listen to this. This is very powerful. What would Samuel do? He would go and run to Eli, thinking that it was Eli that was calling him. And Eli would say, hey, I'm not calling you. Go back to sleep. And they went back and forth with this whole situation. Three times he went to Eli. And three times he went back to where he was before. What was the sound of the voice of God to Samuel? You know what the sound of the voice of God was to Samuel? Like the voice of his mentor, Eli. To him, he confused the voice of God with the voice of Eli. He didn't know the difference. He didn't know the difference between God calling him and Eli calling him. That's very important. Because when we talk about what is the sound of the voice of God, what was Eli to Samuel? Eli was a father figure to him. Remember, he grew up in the tabernacle. His father was never there. Who was there? Eli was. So when I asked the question and the Lord asked me last week, what is the sound of my voice? The sound of the voice of God is the sound of the voice of a father. That is the sound of the voice of God. The sound of the voice of God is the sound of the voice of a father. And because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for you and what he did on the cross for me and what he did on the cross for all humanity, you and I could approach God as a father and hear that voice calling us. And if you don't have that relationship with God yet, you don't know him as a father yet, at the end of my message, I'm going to give you that opportunity today so that you can come into that relationship and know him as what? As a father. So what's the sound of the voice of God? It's the sound of the voice of what? Of a father. Well, then the second question is, what is the sound of the voice of a father to his children? What is it that a father says to his children? What is the sound that comes out? What, what, is, what does he speak? Number one, write this down. This is very important. It's this voice that speaks life into us. That's number one. The voice of a father to his children is a voice that speaks life. Should be a voice that speaks life. Should be a voice. Listen, this is so powerful. The voice of God to Samuel broke through the silence of the night. Samuel was either sleeping or trying to sleep. He wasn't thinking about listening to God at that moment. And the voice of God was so powerful and the life coming out of his voice was so powerful that it either woke him up or it shook him up, but he couldn't stay where he was. And I want to tell you something. I don't know in what condition you're at in your soul. I don't know in what condition you're at in your spirit, but there's a father in heaven that wants to speak life into you today. The sound of the voice of God is the sound of life coming to you. It's the same sound that Lazarus heard when he was in the tomb for three days and Jesus stood outside and said, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was dead. Oh, but that voice, 
That voice went through that rock, went into that cave. And I remember we were in class one day, all our students, Bible class, we would discuss these things. You know, at lunchtime, you don't want to see the discussions in Bible school. You know, we had a person that thought about speaking in tongues. The other guy thought speaking in tongues was of the devil and all these things. And Jesus coming before the tribulation. And the other guy, no, we're going to go through the tribulation. Lunchtime was so exciting in school. And I remember one day we're there having a discussion. We're like, what do you think Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth? Why didn't he just say, come forth? You know why, right? This is what I believe with all my heart. That if Jesus would have just stood outside that tomb in a cemetery and say, come forth. Oh, you would have had 100, 200 dead people getting up at that moment. And everybody coming back to life. But when he said Lazarus, I imagine Lazarus saying, hmm, they're calling me. (laughs) The voice of a father is the one that breaks through the silence to speak life into you. To speak life into you. And maybe people spoke words of condemnation, words of death, words of discouragement. Those are not the words of the Father. That's not the voice of God speaking to us. He speaks life. Tell the person next to you, he speaks life to me. Tell them, he speaks life. Put that in the comments right there. He speaks life to me. Number two, number two. The sound of the voice of the Father to his children means he is constantly present in your life. He is constantly present in your life. One of the things that sometimes we feel is that like God moves somewhere. Man, I used to hear God, but I haven't heard him in a long time. He moved. You know, it's like he went from Kendall and now he lives in Broward. You know what I'm saying? God moved. (laughs) No, God did not move. Let me tell you something. God has always been there. I love the part that God calls Samuel. And Samuel would go and run to Eli. He would get back to the same place and the voice was there waiting for him. Samuel. And he would go run to Eli and he would come back and the voice was right there waiting for him. Three times God called him and God did not move. What am I trying to tell you? That the voice of God will not move in your life and will not move in my life. It will be there constant. Sometimes we break the transmitter and that's why we miss the frequency. Sometimes we got to go fix that transmitter. Or the antenna or whatever it is. But God's voice is always going to be there present in your life. In Samuel's case, it was three times that he called. And he wasn't playing hide and seek. He was there. In Jeremiah's case, another young guy in the Bible, it was two times that the Lord called him. And I love this, Jeremiah 33. And we could go there for a second, verse 1 through 3. It says, while Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard. Jeremiah was a prisoner. And they had him in the courtyard of the guards. The word of the Lord came to him a second time. It doesn't matter if you're confined this morning. The word of God is going to come to where you are. The word of God is not limited. The voice of God is not limited by the condition that you might find yourself in. And the word of the Lord came to him a second time. Look at this. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you, the Lord says. 
I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. But that the voice of God told Jeremiah, call to me, cry out to me. I love that scripture, call out to me. And what does it say here? And I will answer you and tell you great things that you don't know about. You know that that's what your heavenly father is telling you during these 21 days of prayer? You think that I invent these 21 days of prayer because I love coming to church at 6 a.m.? Man, I get up in the morning at home to pray. But I hate getting in my car and having to drive somewhere to have that prayer time. Even somebody's falling over there. I feel the same way, brother. In the morning, I might fall over. You know, I love going to my prayer room at home and turning on the light and, you know, sitting down in my sofa and putting on worship music and being there. Oh, I love that. But you know why we're doing these 21 days of prayer? So that you and I together as a church could cry out to him. And when we cry out to him, that is the promise. If you could put the verse back again. When we cry out to him, look what it says here. All right? Oh, no, this is not the other verse, the one from before, Jeremiah 33. We cry out to him. What he's going to do? He's going to reveal himself to us and show us things. There it is. Great and mighty things that you don't know. Let me tell you something. When God shows up, he's not going to tell you something you already know. <laughs> God's not going to come and tell you, hey, you know what? The sky is blue. You already know that. <laughs> hey, you know what? Dogs bark. You already know that. You know what God's going to show up and tell you? Things that you don't know. And when he tells you they're so great that it's going to take so much faith for you to believe that, you're like, God, for real? Because he's telling you things that are unsearchable that you and I don't know about. But the Lord says, cry out to me. So that voice doesn't go anywhere. It's always there, always there. The sound of the voice of the Father in his children's life means, number three, write this down, that you are in intimate relationship with him. That you're in intimate relationship with him. I'm going to go back to that Samuel scripture because it says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. It says here that Samuel did not know the Lord. Isn't it interesting that he was serving God, but he did not know God? It doesn't, isn't it interesting? He lived in the temple, in the tabernacle. And he did not know the one that he was serving. And you could be here and you're like, Pastor, I've been serving God for 25 years of my life. The question is, do you know him? Do you know him? You know that the original word there for know in the Bible is the same know when it says that Adam knew his wife Eve and they had children? <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's like that, not the way that I know Pastor Max. That's not the way that I know Pastor Milton. All right? This is a different kind of know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is an intimate kind of know that produces what? That produces life. In other words, it's the no when it's talking about sexual relationships that produces birth. That is what it's talking about. That Samuel did not yet know the Lord. He, Samuel did not yet have intimacy with God. That is what the Bible is talking about. And God is calling you and me, listen to this, that we could have 
intimacy with him, that we would be in a loving relationship with our Heavenly Father. Worship team, you guys could come up. Let me tell you, when you are in an intimate relationship with your Father, what is that voice going to tell you? Number one, it's going to tell you that you are loved. And when you hear that voice that you are loved, you know what it does? It produces security in your heart. It produces what? You feel protected. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm loved. I used to have this little plushie. <laughs> and this little plushie said, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. And I would tell my wife, baby, look at this. And I would show it to her. God loves you, but you know who I am, right? I'm his favorite. And she would give me that thing like that, try to snatch it from me. And you know what I would do with that little plushie when my little ones were small? Every time I had a little one, I would put him in the crib next to the pillow. And how else I was small, I would put it. And God loves you, you know what? But I'm his. And I would tell her, you know what, Hadassah? God loves many people, but you're his favorite. I would tell David, David, God has a lot of children, but you're his favorite. What was I doing then? Affirming them in the love of God. Affirming them in the love of God. Because in that you find security, you find protection. When you hear the voice of that father speaking to you and you know in intimacy that it's him, he tells you that there's a place for you. He tells you that there's a place for you. What does that mean? That you belong? God makes room for you guys. He made room for you in the family of God. Imagine that it wouldn't be you that knew God. Imagine that you would be somewhere out there and somebody else here this morning and you would just wake up today feeling empty, feeling sad, feeling without a purpose, feeling defeated. But God somehow, someway reached you and said, you know what? I want her. Bang, I want you. You belong. Come, you're part of my family. Mark, I want you. You belong. You're part of my family. There's place for you. I'm making room for you. Sally, you belong. There's room for you. When you have intimacy with God, you hear that. It affirms your heart. It's like medicine, guys. It does us well. And not only do you know that you're loved, that there's a place for you, but you know who you are to him. What does that mean? Affirmation and identity. Affirmation and identity. When you're in an intimate relationship with God, he affirms you. You know that the first time that I heard in my heart, he might have been speaking for a long time, but the first time I heard in my heart that he was speaking to me, it was in 1999. Now, the funny thing is that I had given my life to the Lord in 1995. So there was about four years that he was trying to talk to me and I couldn't identify. Oh, that's a good sound right there to wake us all up. Let's do that again, and we just lean back. We put some Dr. Dre, I'll start leaning back. Right. Anyways, <laughs> four years of God maybe trying to talk to me, but I couldn't identify. And you know, when is the first time that I identified that God was speaking to me? It was during the hardest season of my life in that time. 
And actually, the funny thing is that I had lost everything that was valuable to me. And you know what's the first thing that he told me? It's going to sound funny, but he told me, I'm the one that is causing all this. Because I had rebuked the devil. said, devil, you devil, get away from me. And why are you doing this to me? And I had put my focus on all these wrong things. And God's first time I identified God's voice speaking to me, he goes, I'm the one that's causing this. I'm trying to remove every distraction from your life so that you can focus on me. I was like, what? I'm like, Lord, why does this hurt so much? Can you do it another way? <laughs> like, you weren't going to notice. I'm like, thanks. Like, you know, we're hard. And you know what was the second thing he told me that day? He goes, I'm removing all the distractions so that you know that your value and your worth is not in what you do and who's around you, but that you would know that your value and your worth is in who I say that you are. And you are my son. And I'm proud of you. And when I heard that, it just messed me up, man. It gave me so much fuel that from 1999 to now, I've been running on that fuel, man. Because when God's voice speaks to you, man, everything inside will just shake and align itself to that voice. Amen. Amen. Can we say amen to that? Let's not let my brother back there sing amen by himself. And this leads me to the fourth point, and we close here. The sound of the voice of the Father in his children's life means that your purpose is revealed. It means that your purpose is revealed. He went and he told Samuel, Samuel, I'm about to do one thing here, man, that everybody that hears their ears are going to tingle. It's going to be crazy what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, he starts to tell Samuel all these things. And Samuel gets called up. And Eli actually gets removed as the priest. And Samuel's the one that rises up to be that person that would hear God's voice in the nation. One of the greatest blessings of being a father. How many dads do we have here this morning? Dads? You know, one of the biggest blessings that we have as fathers, you know what it is? To provide your children with direction and with guidance. That's why when children don't have parents, don't have dads, they grow up without direction. They grow up without guidance and then they're looking for it all over the place. Dad, you're the one that is there to provide direction to your kids. You're the one that is there to provide guidance to your kids. Just last week, I went out with my daughter, and she, she was getting her driver's permit. Now that's like a drive. Can you imagine that? My daughter could drive now. She has her driver's permit. And we were driving to get the permit, and we spent the whole morning together. And she started to ask me questions, and it was so powerful because the moment that she started to ask me questions, it allowed me to do what? Bring guidance into her life. Bring direction into her life. You know why I could provide that direction and you know why I could provide that guidance? Because as a father, listen guys, men, especially men, 
One of the prayers you should be doing during these 21 days and for the rest of your life should be, Lord, show me a clear picture of what you want to do in the life of my children. Because I want to make sure that I can guide them in that direction. I want to make sure that I could let them know, listen, this is what God has for you. So let me make sure you don't get distracted along the way. And I want to close with this story. 2014, I was in a conference. And when I was in that conference, it was a time of great worship. And for a moment, I just lost sight of everybody that was around me. And I felt like the Lord started giving me a vision about my children. And this is not something that I speak about a lot. Because it's very dear and it's very private to me. But I felt like I was putting this teaching together that I should share it with you guys. And the Lord told me, I'm giving you four kids. Because none of those kids are going to live in the same place. I'm giving you one's going to go to the west, one's going to go to the north, the other one's going to go to the east, the other one's going to the south. None of them are going to be in the same place. To the four winds, I'm going to send them. You know, as a father, you want to have your kids there with you. I was like, oh man, let me just buckle up and prepare myself for this that's coming. Because God is going to reveal things that are great that you don't know about. And he started to give me a clear vision of each four of my children. And what he wanted to do in each of their lives specifically. And he started to give me a point of comparison of somebody that was going to be, look, they're going to be like that. They're going to be like this person. They're going to be like that person. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And all of a sudden, I came back. I heard the people singing. I opened my eyes. I was weeping. Have you ever been in that place that you're weeping and you're like trying to contain everything? You don't have a Kleenex or anything like that. And you're like, what do I do with all this? You're like a mess. That's when I know that I encounter God, when I'm a mess out of myself. And that day, I got to the hotel room, I got onto my phone, and I spoke into my phone, and I said, okay, this is 2014. Sort of like Iron Man when he was dead, you know, that he recorded that video. I actually spoke into the phone. I go, this is 2014, July. I just had a vision, guys, of what God wants to do in your lives. And I said, Hadassah, this is what God wants to do with you. David, this is what God wants to do in your life. Bella, this is what God's plans are for you. Jeremy, these are God's plans. One day, Daddy's not going to be here anymore. But make sure that you hear what Daddy God has planned for your life. Because this is what you're going to walk on. Because as a father, I'm supposed to provide that direction and that guidance. So God's voice leads us to what? Leads us to purpose a purpose and if you're walking life right now without a purpose and you feel like you're going here you're going there and you're just waking up but you don't feel satisfied it's because you haven't heard that voice that speaks purpose into your life because once you know that there's a purpose for you boy you can't wait for the next day to come because like oh man i can't wait i got 12 more hours to do this tomorrow <laughs> I got more time to work on this. I got more time to impact lives. I got more time to preach your word. I got more time to make a difference. Oh, Lord, thank you. And if you're here this morning, 
You're like, Pastor, I have no idea. I've never heard that voice. Give me the honor and the privilege of helping you with that. That's why we've created a four-step growth track to try to help you discover what your purpose is. There's an assessment, a personal assessment that you take to find out what are your passions, what are your gifting, how's God wired you. And maybe you took it in 2016, that's when I launched the growth track, and it's 2022, and you're like, Pastor, I did it back then, it didn't work for me. Maybe you should go now. Because you know what? Until you don't find your purpose, you're going to feel that you're malfunctioning. You're going to feel that you're not satisfied. But that voice, that voice, that voice of God. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. My growth track people get happy every time I speak about growth track in the service. And that happens every Sunday. During the services, you could go and check it out. Today, right there where your eyes closed, simple prayer, simple prayer. I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me through this message? What are you trying to tell me through this message today? Let's just take a moment right there and let him connect with you. Close your eyes so you don't get distracted. I know some of my leaders need to move into different things right now. But this is a moment between you and the Lord. Just hold on to that. This world can never satisfy the longing in my soul when all is lost and hope is true and all I feel is cold. I'm coming back to your presence. I'm coming back to your presence. Cause there's a hunger and a thirst.
this morning, we're crying out to him. And we're telling him how much we need him. If we could put the verse from Jeremiah, the last one that I have. I want to read this over you as we close this morning. The Lord says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And a lot of times we stop reading there. And we don't go on with that verse, but that verse continues and it says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So the Lord is making an invitation to each of us in this room, each of us that are watching through that camera, that we would connect with His frequency. Because if we call upon Him and seek Him with all our heart, oh, you know what He's going to do? He's going to reveal Himself to us. So Father, right now I pray over everybody that is here in this room. Everybody that is watching through that camera. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their lives. And I pray, my God, that they would be sensitive to your voice. Lord, that there would be a hunger in their hearts to cry out to you, Lord. And when they cry out to you, my God, that they would, you would listen from heaven. And you would answer them, my God. Your word says, draw near to God and you will draw near to us. Father, there's an open policy invitation from you to draw near to you, to hear you speak into our life. I pray that this church would have an unsatisfied hunger of listening to you and going after your voice, Lord. Thank you, God. And if anybody in this room today are watching through that camera, I've never, never entered a relationship with God to see Him as Father. You might know Him as God. You might know Him as Lord. You might know Him as Creator. But you don't know Him as Father. The Bible says that if you invite Jesus Christ into your heart, if you receive Him as your Lord and Savior, you will enter a relationship with God where all your sins will be forgiven and you become a son or a daughter of God. And if you're here today, you're watching through that camera, you've never made that decision before. I don't see no better day for you to do that than today. Don't wait for tomorrow what you could do today for God. And if you're there today and you're like, Pastor, I want to make that decision. Right there with your eyes closed, head bowed, repeat with me, Lord Jesus. Today I invite you into my life and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying for me on the cross to pay for my sins. Now I pray, Jesus, that you would take me by the hand and lead me into a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And that I can hear His voice speak over me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Guide them, protect them, and be their comforter and affirm them in their heart of the decision that they've made today. In Jesus' mighty name. And we all say, Amen. Thanks again for listening. 
If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.